welcome to what we created. I'm your host, Jada Kelly. Per usual, prepare for the laughs, the tears, and a whole lot of WTFs. If this is your first time tuning in and you're thinking, damn, another pod, damn, another pod. But I do hope this one is different from the ones you may or may not be used to tuning into, and it just offers a different perspective. So today, we are here with LeBaron Fields. You can tell them just a little bit about yourself. You know, okay. any social medias you want to put out there, anything okay. like that. So she's my cousin. Uh, my Instagram <laughs> oh my is God. my Instagram is um, at h e n dot l o l. Um, that's about it. I deleted Twitter. So why'd you so. delete Twitter? Just cause I wasn't feeling the X. Like I don't, you know. Well, oh, you deleted it when it made the yeah, transition. Yeah, I want to turn to X. Okay, I was okay. like, this is this some bullshit. I don't like this at all. So really? I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm an adult at this point, so let's wrap it up with the social. That's media fair. That's you know Twitter, what I mean? Twi- I had to delete Twitter a couple years ago because mm. uh, it was too much for me. Yeah, I think. And the people just be arguing all the time. Yeah, there now. they be talking, talking so shit. Like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Okay, so today, today we're going to be talking about changing environments because this young man is constantly changing environments. So the first question I have for you is, how would you describe how you grew up? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the way I grew up is very, um, I would say eclectic, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, so I grew up in Titusville, Florida, um, in between Titusville and Orlando for some years. And then, of course, you know, our family is spread out, you know, mm-hmm. f- f- uh, to different places. Mm-hmm. And then I also, um, just in terms of, like, where I was, um, you know, I was in a predominantly white space within schools. Mm-hmm. But then I would come home, you know, to an all-black family. Like, not, you know, just specifically my immediate family, but, mm-hmm. you know, our greater family. Okay. So it's like, you know, growing up in between those two cultures. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, spending that eight hours a day, five days a week. For was that Titusville High School? That was that, well, I'm talking about, like, elementary school, middle school. It was white? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, t- <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having <laughs> so kinda, yeah, kind of kind of skipping ahead. I mean, like growing up as in like as a kid, right? Okay. And then you know, middle school we obviously transitioned to Orlando. That was a way more Hispanic based. So I that forgot was, you know, about that. A culture okay. shock as well. Okay. And then going back to Titusville, which you know was was uh, predominantly white, but at the same time it was a mix. But like my experience was uh-huh. mostly white because I was in you know, like the higher level classes for a long time okay so you know there was that more black population but i really didn't didn't get to interact with them a lot until a certain point you know so i would say like growing up is very much uh constantly switching between two worlds whether it was at home at school Mm -hmm. or you know just the environment culturally Mm, that's so weird for like that titusville to be I guess my mom kind of said the same thing. Like it's like a white, it's, predominantly it's white area, but black. like you get no in between. So weird. Yeah, you get no in between. Okay. Titusville, Florida, by the way, not Titusville, Pennsylvania. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, anybody can look us up right now. They know too much history. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, wait, talk about um, how you grew up, like uh, financially, emotionally, because the next it's gonna lead me into my next question. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And environment-wise, outside of like school. Okay, so I will start with financially. So financially, um, both my parents worked. Um, we were lucky to live in family members' family members' houses, right? So uh, growing up, I believe the first house that we lived in was owned by my great aunt. Um, I was born in '99, so I, you know, growing up, we went through that um, whole like economic crash, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of well us as kids were kind of shielded from that again because we lived in my aunt's house so it was like you know we had a little bit more flexibility than others Mm -hmm. and like financial wise Mm -hmm. and then moving into the house that my grandfather owned right that was a bit more flexibility i'm kind of recovering from that uh financial crash and so um that was a bit easier in that regard but at the same time you know we still face a lot of the struggles that a lot of families well that a lot of younger families did as in um you know parents finding jobs Uh, my dad was a felon so it was you know kind of hard for him to find jobs i did not know that yeah i'm sorry i'm like wait (laughs) we family (laughs) wait that's crazy i'm having like uh like a culture shock or something right now i'm sorry (laughs) excuse me (laughs) <laughs> when did this happen? Yeah, Where so, was I? Because no. I feel like, okay, so just a little backstory. Like, we grew up together. And so, like, uh, the grandparents' house that he's talking about, like, we practically grew up in that house together. So, like, I'm very confused right now. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I feel like your dad was always around. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, with being in Florida, uh-huh. there is, like, 
laws targeting black men for different things but okay back in like when i was like a baby or whatever you mm-hmm. know he got caught up on some marijuana charges gotcha and so you know that's qualified as a felon mm. as, a, well, as, as a felony but you don't have to serve time right so he only did probation oh, okay. like he oh. never went to prison prison okay. but at the same time he had that you know that status on his record for for the next Damn. 10 years you uh-huh. know what I'm is saying? it gone now yeah okay yeah. so yeah so it's okay. gone now because you know it falls off after like 10 years you can like you know get your rights back and all that stuff so mm-hmm. you know it eventually does fall off but at the same time like you know being a kid well having two kids and a wife you know trying mm-hmm. to <clears throat> provide for them in that kind of space like you know being yeah. a felon kind of definitely restricts the opportunities that you can have Thanks. so that's why i say you know we were kind of like really blessed to live in those family members' houses because you know, Thanks. like if it, if it was a different situation, right, yeah. it would have been a lot more strained financially. So, Absolutely. growing up, I never, I never wanted for anything. So I'm super lucky for that. You know, okay. we have a you know great family that supports each other and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, living in the family members' houses definitely afforded us a, a, a luxury, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I grew up with dirt bikes, four wheelers, you know, the BB guns. We had dogs. Your you know mama. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> yeah, both of them. So you know, I had a very active childhood. You know, like I had the had the Xbox and the PS3, you know, mm-hmm. so that was great. It was just, you know, we were we were, we were very blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said financially, and then the next one was uh, emotionally. Emotionally, right? So again, with that, like both of my parents worked, mm-hmm. uh, so it was a lot of, you know, we, um, me and my sister Michaela were in the house by ourselves most of the time. You know, like Same. you know, during during the day until you know they got home. Yeah. So it was just you know us two, maybe you know <laughs> cooking a little something for dinner or you know cleaning up or getting our homework done, and then they would come home and you know we would do whatever mm-hmm. but you know with that it was um very much so like like you know like like a lot of kids we were kind of latchkey kids or you know mm-hmm. our parents worked a lot so mm-hmm. you know the time that we did get with them on the weekends it was very you know very meaningful we did you know activities together whatever it was mm-hmm. but as in terms of emotionally you know they did the best they could with the with the availability that that they had you know mm-hmm. of course so you know, what does like, that mean because you're giving me no yeah no, i was, I was gonna go into answer. that okay no, go ahead i was gonna make sure go ahead <laughs> 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 no yes i was gonna say you know like they, they did the best that they could with the time that they had right obviously mm-hmm. so you know all kids you know want to be around their parents as much as they can Thanks. you know like i remember we're kind of mixing the two questions together like culturally right mm-hmm. i would go to school with my you know with my all white friends you know their their parents would drop them off or they would you know be able to volunteer for like mm-hmm. class things you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you know i would wish that you know my parents could do that Same. but you know obviously they had to work mm-hmm. so that that's why i feel like you know that was kind of different but emotionally wise you know like they were always there for us it was just you know what time could they devote to us mm-hmm. but again the time that they could you know we were obviously wrapped in love mm-hmm. and then culturally back to that um, again, um, being in, I was probably the only black person in my classes to mm-hmm. like sixth grade. And then, you know, there, there was one other black girl, you know, so moving yeah. into that middle school space where it was like all Hispanic, you know what I mean? Like 90% Hispanic. Mm-hmm. That was very much a culture shock, but it was very much enjoyable because I was outside of that tiny, just black and white town. It was a little bit more okay. diversity. I got more culturally aware mm-hmm. i had my first muslim friend you know i had my first immigrant friends you know they would tell me about you know their experience crossing the border and things like that so it's just wow. like you know like very very intense um culture awakening if that makes mm-hmm. sense you know mm-hmm. what i mean and then also learning about like the various caribbean cultures you know we had um you know sophie growing up she was she was jamaican but that was you know all that i knew about don't tell me you remember sophie is that <laughs> It was, you, that, that was Jamaican lady. Yeah, is that the mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you remember? Priscilla I remember playing the piano. Fiona. I do. I kind of. I can't really see their piano? faces. I used to go over there and play the piano. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. all the time. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember she used to make um, chicken and dumplings. Everything. She but I everything. hated dumplings, so I just I used to like pick just the outside the, chi- the soggy part <laughs> and then eat the chicken. Just I still don't like dumplings, but whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was a big change. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously getting older, I'm um, getting more aware of what's out there. I'm um, getting a car, being able to drive myself, you know, places mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, moving back to Titusville, it was a bit more of a culture shock, but more of a culture shock as in um, this white culture is getting more intense. I was a band kid as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, a bit more of the like off you know alt white people that was you know that was a little fun okay. you know, getting to explore that mm-hmm. um so you know it was more than just like the preppy you know 
oh my god you know what i'm saying oh talk you know what i mean so <laughs> that was okay. fun and then also just you know continuing continuing to like you know grow and foster those relationships with my friends in orlando okay you know, kind of definitely exposed me to a lot more culture wise okay so you know that was very interesting and then also just like becoming a young adult like you know just mm. experiencing life you know mm-hmm. that was a different culture um so yeah uh, when you said that your friends told you about crossing the border, do you mean like, like yeah, like she she was she was she was Mexican and uh-huh. she she was her parents and well her and her family immigrated to the United States mm-hmm. when she was when she was a baby, but you know she basically told us that you know all she remembered was you know, like her dad paid some guy to put him in a truck and they were under a tarp and you know that wow. like, like that's all that she remembered you know what I'm saying so it was like very intense you know like perspectives that I was shared like you know mm-hmm. I had my first friend. Um, who was who was Muslim? She sure her job. Her name is Jennifer. And, like Aww. she was, you know. So I was just asking a lot about like you know what does that mean? Like you mm-hmm. know, does everyone in your family wear a hijab? And she mm-hmm. you know kind of told me like you know it t- just depends on you know your faith and like you know what that means. And you know I had Dominican friends. And, you mm-hmm. know they look like me and you, but they you know speak speak Spanish. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. don't identify. You know like I know black. You know yeah. I, you know, like, so <laughs> yeah. It was it was very much like you know spending that time in Orlando was very much like wow like so it's not the world is just not black and white right. Right. And then especially. <laughs> like um culturally on tv that time you know there weren't a lot of diverse perspectives that we do have today true so you know like learning that like firsthand like mm-hmm. you know also within middle school where you're still figuring out who you are as a person and mm-hmm. like you know what you identify as and what the world sees you as mm-hmm. it was really interesting to see how much diversity was in you know my my small you know orlando neighborhood mm-hmm. i like versus that versus titusville you know Facts. So it, it was really cool I never realized how diverse Orlando was until like just recently when we went. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you want more as a kid, financially, emotionally, and environmentally wise? I mean, yeah, um, 100%. And I feel like that was just a reflection of who I went to school with. Because mm-hmm. again, like, you know, growing up, you want to be just like the other kids. Okay. Right? So it's like, you know, I wish, you know, my mom could volunteer with these people or I wish, you know, I could, you know, get McDonald's brought to me at lunch, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they were working, whatever. That was my you know big thing too, not being able to like, especially on my birthday. Like mm-hmm. I always wanted. Right, to bring in matter some fact, cupcakes. Matter of fact, I still got beef about that. <laughs> Hold on. No, okay, to be fair, I did get like the cupcakes and like the class parties, but that's only because I would bring it to school with me. Like I always wanted, like when I'm sitting in the cafeteria on my birthday, all I wanted was for my parents to come <laughs> eat lunch with me. That was just it. But I get it. Like, especially back then, I don't think they were really like, uh, not to be like bring color into it, but because a lot of black families were working in corporate, especially like they're not trying to let you go spend some time with your kids. Like you're not going to take off just to go have lunch with your child. So like, I understand, but I still and got it is money out it. of your pocket too. You know Facts. What I mean? So it's like that perspective. That's so yeah. sad. That's yeah. still my big, Ooh, I still, <laughs> I'm tight. I literally thought about that the other day. I'm still tight about it. <laughs> but so are you saying the primary reason that you wanted more was because you saw other people with more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was kind of getting into. Like the thing was like, so when I was a kid, I wanted more because mm-hmm. I just realized that those white kids that I grew up with mm-hmm. had more than me, right? Okay. But then once I kind of got into like high school and then mm-hmm. especially going into college, hearing you know about those perspectives, like I realized how blessed I was, mm-hmm. right? So it's just kind of um, realizing that yes, you didn't have everything you ever wanted, right? Mm-hmm. But your life was still pretty great. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know, I can tell people about some of the stuff that I had as a kid that you know they just know couldn't afford and that's kind of what you know that I learned about more so in college and kind of reflecting on that realizing how great of a life that they provided for me like Mm -hmm. you know facing all the circumstances that they did Mm -hmm. um so yes as a kid I did want more but more so going into adulthood I realized how much how much they sacrificed and how much effort put into cultivating the childhood that I had you know Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really appreciative really appreciative for that Mm mm-hmm Shout out to you, auntie. <laughs> and dad. Uh, like, yeah. Facts, y'all facts. y'all was holding it's it down. It's just because I see my auntie so much. So yeah. it's, that's, that's the first. Sorry, Uncle Henry. Shout out to both of y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. Um, <laughs> you kind of already got into this a little bit, but like, how would you describe your relationship with your parents? Yeah, so my relationship with my parents, they were very tough. I will say that. You know my mom ain't playing uh, no games. See, but see, I never really... Like, because I think it's, it's so different when you are that person's child. You see a completely different side of them. So I never really saw 
like to me she was just like tomboyish i never saw like the real tough like you know yeah 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 so that's the thing i don't mean like I'm gonna beat you. No, I mean, that's, like, not, you know what I mean? like, that's not what I was okay, thinking. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, like, so yeah, she she was a tomboy in that regard, right? Uh-huh. So she, you know, definitely taught me how to ride a little motorcycle. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She definitely, you know, was out there in the yard with me, teaching me how to mow grass and, like, mm-hmm. you know, do you know, trim the hedges and stuff like Period. that, like doing the yard work. I used like, to mow you know, grass too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was out there mowing grass. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, picking up the trash out, the, out you know, out the, out the, out the at the yard you know okay. washing the car and stuff like that mm-hmm. right but at the same time um you know they were very much they expected uh, you know they expected us to keep up with the house right mm-hmm. we we're doing the chores we were you know getting making sure you can't home with you could not come home with less than a c if it was a c it was you, a problem i think they they all the aunties <laughs> grew up like that because my mama was not playing about them <laughs> yeah. c's either yeah yeah i'm like where y'all getting it? who who come this come from was it must have been uh auntie jordine or auntie Tawana. one of them <laughs> one of them was like ain't no c's because my mama was like every single no but i mean like Honestly, looking back on it, like you're in elementary school. Why are you getting C? I mean, facts. You know what I mean? Facts. And especially middle but, school. I mean, it, like, why but are you getting it C? It could be hard. You could be dyslexic. Right, right, right. But I mean, like, that's why it's a problem. Because what do we need to talk about? Like, what's, what, you know, what's I mean, going facts. on or whatever, whatever. But they weren't right. trying to talk about it. They just said, don't come in here with no C's. Let's be for real. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Auntie, y'all crazy. <laughs> But yeah, like growing up with a tomboy mom, it was it was it was very fun. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I got to do a lot of those boyish things and like you know doing some of the things that uh, some of the other kids um, didn't have the didn't have the ability to grow up with. Like, like again, I talk about you know having BB gun. Like mm-hmm. you know, I was third, I was thirteen out I'm there in the backyard, right you know, okay. shooting at random stuff, shooting cans. You know, Didn't I had a you bow and arrow. Us to shoot us? <laughs> Why would you I say swear, that? No, <laughs> because like I'm having, I I can't see anything no. in my head, but I'm having like a no, because they wouldn't have hurt y'all. <laughs> like it was little, it was little BBs. Like, but are you sure no. you never threatened to shoot us with that BB yeah, gun? No, because they, because again, like they were very strict on like safety and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna so, ask Michaela because. Okay, you can ask Michaela. She probably did because she had her own BB gun. Interesting. But, Didn't your yeah. daddy get those for y'all? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. coming back to me. Yeah. 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 So they were, you know, definitely <laughs> had the same, you know, values in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that, you know, we got outside. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, uh, but again, like, you know, growing up with them, they were very, also very protective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't hang out with anyone that they, you know, that, that they didn't meet the parents of. Mm-hmm. I didn't have not one sleepover as a kid because, you know, like all my friends were white. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't going to send me over to these white people's house, mm-hmm. you know, when they haven't met them. They're you know, very much advocates for meeting in public or, you mm-hmm. know, hanging out in public or whatever. And in Titusville, there, must, there wasn't much to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, like getting some more of that freedom in middle school, like, you know, hanging out with my hanging out with my friends who you know, at the park or at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Orlando is a little bit more. um there, there's more stuff to do, right? Mm-hmm. So we can go to Waterford. We can go to the bowling alley. We can hang out at the park. And I had a little bit more freedom. I had my little bike. So you know we Period. were going. To, you know we were going to uh, you know church services. You know how uh-huh. they had the you, you know the youth uh-huh. passes and uh-huh. stuff. And you know what I mean. So uh-huh. you know going to the little middle school dances. So, That's cute. You know that was a little bit more extra fun. Like mm-hmm. you know, but again they were like very protective. Um, growing up in elementary school just because of what Titusville is and and child apparently some of my friends parents were a little racist you know well not I racist could, i nah. could say prejudicial they, they prejudicial or, okay. or, you know or, or came from different backgrounds and some mm. you know some crazy stories i've been told about you know what they used to do what their parents of you know what their well what their grandparents used to do so it's like mm-hmm. very much i could see why they were so protective and especially mm-hmm. because what was going on in the world like you know that story of trayvon martin happened and mm-hmm. then like you know obama being elected definitely start up some tensions as well mm-hmm. so you know i could definitely understand where they were coming from Thanks. um but you know then um getting into high school um you know getting my own car they definitely you know let me ha- let me have a little bit more freedom and also you know getting my job getting my own money you know mm-hmm. that was definitely fun as well um but yeah i will say growing up with um a tomba mom was like you know kind of having one and a half dads you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they were very um very much about morals and being active and making sure that I learned um well not well not that I learned how to be a man but make sure that I wasn't depending on anybody because like you know as okay. a man you can't depend you know mm-hmm. you have to learn how to change a tire you know you have to learn how to change your own oil you, you know you got to know how to cut grass you got to know how to you know do this and do that mm-hmm. so you know it was very much um they were they were tough not not tough as in you know 
tough, tough, but tough as in made sure that you were raised right, right? They were very um, old school parents, I would say. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I kind of feel like all the aunties have that like, yeah, that, no, like old would, school vibe. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say that that was definitely passed down from, you know, grandma. Cause yeah. I, the aunties always say, you know, like, she made sure that we didn't depend on a man so you know it kind of i never heard him say that i missed out on that conversation oh wow yeah you need to talk they always say yeah yeah, don't depend on a man don't depend on nobody whatever whatever like not that she was strict but like she uh, didn't play no games yeah that's what i hear right and it just passed on to the day she did not play no games i don't really grandma d harvey miss dorothy harvey she did not play no games like she was she was not having that like you know like they tell us all the time like don't depend on nobody especially a man Mm-hmm. Like get that's it yourself. Sad, get it yourself. I but I mean, like, on a man. Just- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can do well. To be fair, I can do a lot of things myself, and like I take great pride in that. But I'm sorry. Come help, please. <laughs> Your girl is tired. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. Like especially like if you just so happen because I do see on the other side where it can be like because you don't know how to do anything yourself, you're like I mean, having to situation. depend. Right. Yeah, that's right. scary. Yeah. Especially when you have what five kids, you know Facts. what I'm saying. So she was very much a hardworking woman. I get the all the all the working. Uh, yeah, that makes sense now. I love when the pieces come together because then I understand more <laughs> about like all their childhoods. And I'm like, okay, this is why this right. is going like this. Right, and that's that, that's my favorite thing of like becoming an adult is realizing how they grew up and like what their past was like and yeah. how they contributes to now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like that's what a lot of my early twenties are consisting of mm-hmm. is like finding out like. You know why are the family dynamics this way you right. know what i mean because it's like you have to realize what's going on and what happened in the past and how that affects you and try not to kind of uh repeat those, those patterns and stuff in a yeah way, you know what do you think you got from your parents like what um did you take for your parents that you think is playing out in your life right now carving my own path okay right? so i feel like that's something like well again go going back to like how they raised me it's like something that they really instilled in me mm-hmm. is doing what i want to do you know Period. what i'm saying and not getting caught up in titusville mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because oh, like a lot good. of people do fall in that you know easy pattern of like you know i'm just gonna stay here because mm-hmm. it's, it's not so bad but at the same time it's not it's not exactly what i want but it's mm-hmm. it's comfortable you know what yeah. i mean so they they really pushed on me like you know go like go where you want to go really? do what you want to do like get out there like mm-hmm. you know just make sure that your money's straight make sure that you know you got everything that you need to do make sure you have your education under your belt mm-hmm. and just get out there and do what you need to do right mm-hmm. so i feel like you know they really instilled like the world is your oyster right like get everything Thanks. that you want like you know we did not bring this far for no reason you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yes. we put all this hard work in like i'll be damned Facts. if you sit here and do nothing <laughs> like you know what i that's mean that's what i think about especially like growing up with my mom because she moved away yeah so it's like okay now i gotta carry that torch yes. like god forbid i'm just sitting up somewhere just like lollygagging. right like, <laughs> i'm gonna make something out of some right like, something gonna have to make shade. some shade yes <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen though we speaking that into uh what's the word not fruition we're speaking that to existence oh, sorry okay. <laughs> you can't help me out there no, i was I, struggling existence i was struggling but yeah, it's okay you know what i mean so we're gonna make like, some especially like uh kira our older cousin like mm-hmm. that's like is she the oldest no she's no, not, not the oldest sheena's the oldest sheena but mm-hmm. even sheena no is dante the oldest oh shit we struggling yeah <laughs> <laughs> never mind forget i even made that yeah, statement no, i think I, I think sheena's the oldest but yeah okay no i will say um shakira like definitely was that um role model you yeah. know what i'm saying as far as like the going to school route yeah, i'll say that 100 because mm-hmm. she you know she boom 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 for Facts. her to, be able to get her doctorate it's, Facts. You know, it's very great to see and then especially graduating from hbcu Facts. like you know i never thought I would graduate from HBU. Mm-hmm. If I could do it over, I would. Oh, Shout out to one? FAMU. Shout out to FAMU. Why did I know that? You were at the graduation. I didn't well, know it no, was the same you, one. I was wearing green. Like, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> were y'all in school at the same time? <laughs> no. Oh, I mean like, no. Because what is she? Well, you had to be in school oh, while no, she no, was yeah, getting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So she was she was getting her doctorate when I was in my bachelor's Did y'all see each other? No. Oh. No, I'm sorry. No. She got her bachelor's from FAMU. So okay. she got her master's and then her doctorate from 
other universities. I know I wasn't tripping. No, so I'm saying I was in, I was at FAMU when yes. she was at US, USF getting her doctorate. Okay. You know? Okay. I was like, I'm not, I, okay. You have me, I was tripping. But anyways, all I was trying to say is that like we, our older cousins, I definitely think are like, um, uh, role models. I say? Role models, yes. But I'm trying to say like as, as far as they have went, like even Sheena, like, Benchmark, gorgeous house different mm-hmm. state like especially just moving out of where being we grew an up RN, you know yes a, a great career yes being a travel nurse during the pandemic you know yes really helping save lives but at the same time making a lot of money you know what I mean? so it's like you know it's definitely you know i feel like we're really lucky because mm-hmm. we're, we're we're the younger cousins of this yeah. last generation and then I, and i feel like with the older cousins we've seen kind of like how they manifested their own paths in mm-hmm. a way and kind of took our background because you know our grandma was in healthcare, right mm-hmm. she was um, a cna or a home te- home health aide and right you know they kind of took that that extra mile and became you know rns like registered nurses going to school you know like really and then with shakira being a dnp mm-hmm. you know so it's like they really you know took that to a next level so i feel like you know they kind of are that benchmark in that yeah you know in that way where we can kind of see them as saying like hey if if they can do it facts like there ain't no reason why we <laughs> can't i'm right behind you facts. <laughs> like, i'm finna pass you <laughs> it's gonna happen come on, dog. it's yeah. gonna happen come on dog. Right, we, can be, we can be neck and neck <laughs> out there especially shakira girl dnp hold on <laughs> hold on girl yeah, baby, i ain't gonna go that far i ain't gonna lie <laughs> you got me beat with the doctor oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat with the masters while you're playing but hey it is what it is are you nah, gonna get your I'm, masters yeah i'm gonna get my masters okay. yeah so that's the yeah that's that, that's the next step I ain't, so, but yeah, I'm just, go crazy. I'm just deciding, like you know, with with this next step is where where I'm gonna be um, logistic wise. Okay, where schools, in, but I'm hoping for rice or ooh, um, big time. <laughs> Dang, you make it that. That's big Cause, time. No, because I was gonna say I was gonna say Columbia, NYU, Georgetown, like those. My big time, options. go yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah, I know, 100. Like I'm coming for it as like, you should. You know I mean? So again, like just the motivation of them like you know pushing me like the world's Facts. moisture yeah. like i did really well at family like 3.8 mm-hmm. gpa like i'm i'm not i'm not bullshit like <laughs> baby i had to i'm coming no, like, you gotta put that on every 3.8 baby. come on now yeah <laughs> come on now Super right. Lotte. no game period yeah so i love that for you <laughs> oh i feel like all like everybody around me right now is getting their masters and i kind of feel like dang should i get my masters but walk your own path no 100 percent. i be like my brain, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but go crazy, all y'all that's getting y'all masters right now. I wish y'all the best, and for the people who have already got it, congratulations. Congrats. Okay, I think I've asked you this before, but do you want kids? I do not. So I can't I even ask him these questions. <laughs> he don't want kids. But I mean, like, I can go into the reasons why, right? Yeah. Go ahead. So just me personally, I feel like I am really selfish, right? And I want to have my friends the, ability, are the same thing. I love that y'all know that though. No, that's a very common answer. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm very selfish, and I just, um, I just realized, right, so for my parents, for example, right, like, the sacrifices and, the, and like, the way that they moved, right, mm-hmm. was for us. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do that. I understand. Flat out, period. I understand. But then, you know, you can look at those with a lot of money, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of um, capabilities, nannies, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> cleaning staff, you know, whatever you want to call it, and it's like... I don't want that life either. Like, I just don't, really? you know, I just don't want kids. Like, okay. if, if I don't have the space to take care of them 24-7, which I don't want to do, <laughs> like, I don't want them. You make a you know valid point. But at yes. the same time, it's like, I want the ability to say, hey, I want to move to a new state next week. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I want right. to have the ability to do that. I don't want to have to think about how is this going to affect my child, right? Like, how right. am I going to get them, you know, in and out of school? How, um, you know, what teachers are they going to see? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then actually selecting the house, mm-hmm. saying, what type of neighborhood is this? Mm-hmm. What's the crime ratings? Are there any child molesters in the area? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot to think about. It is. And then especially on the other side, just where we're moving as a culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, social media is a big thing. The internet is a big thing. Facts. Right? Like, it's getting really hard to protect your children nowadays. Facts. And I'm a really emotional person. Like, I can imagine, you know what it would feel like to lose a kid or, you know, mm-hmm. have something happen to them where they get kidnapped or, you know, they lose an arm or, you know, they drown. Like it's, I would not be able it's to serious, handle that emotion. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, and I just feel like <coughs> it's just, it's just not, it's not in my path. It's good that you know that. You a lot of saying? people, I talk about this all the time. A lot of people don't think about like 
everything that goes right. into mm-hmm. actually having a child. It's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, like we're going to be the happy little family on the street. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many other things that go into and it. And especially like, I don't know how this is going to come off, but I feel like people really have the image of what having a kid would be like. Yes. Right. But God forbid they come up with special needs or, you I know, say this you know all the time. So yes. it's like you, people really try to put their dreams onto their kids and live yep. vicariously through them. Yep. Right. So when, that plan doesn't go how they you know would imagine in their head mm-hmm. like you know if they have disabilities or a learning disability mm-hmm. or they come out deaf or blind it's like their whole world is shattered like you know, all of a sudden they don't they don't know what to do they need all, all the support in the world it's like mm-hmm. i know for a 100 percent fact i wouldn't be able to deal with that you know what i mean okay. like, that's just not what i want for my life i don't mm-hmm. want to you know have to sit there and take care of someone till they die you know what i'm yeah. saying like, i have a dog like you know i love him to death I mm-hmm. love him to death, right? But it's like I realize that there's, you know, a dog is dog, right? Yeah. A child is a child, right? You know, I am perfectly okay with this dog, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I can send him to a boarding facility and hop on a plane, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can, I can, I can put a cup of dry food, you know, and some mm-hmm. wet food, mix together in a bowl, leave him in the house for four to six hours, you know, mm-hmm. come home, take him out for 15 minutes, leave again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And go on, go on about my day, mm-hmm. you know, go out to brunch, you know, have hang out, go to the club, whatever, whatever. I can't do that with a kid. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I cannot Call do that CPS. with a kid. <laughs> yeah. Be like, be like Drea and go to jail. Oh. But no, well, like, I just, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I just know it's not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just know it's not for me. Because you know, I, I would be one of the people like, oh, oh you'll be all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, baby, they, they take me to jail for child charge. Because once she left him with, she left him with a couple of lunchables or something like that. A can of ravioli. Hey, wait, it was wait. something crazy. It was something crazy. Hold on, that hold, she on, hold, on hold on, hold on. This podcast one day is gonna be global, so we can't say stuff like that. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that is allegedly, public news. Allegedly, yes, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, put allegedly in front of everything. I, I was gonna say I apologize, but if you did it, you did it. Like you know what I mean. Like if you did it, you did it. You did it wrong for that. But allegedly, Dre, I'm so that's sorry, what I heard. You look so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. But why does it matter if she looks good if she's a bad mom? You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's just, true. I'm just saying she, for, I mean, for, for that example. Allegedly. Yeah, alleg- <laughs> no, I'm saying allegedly again. Uh-huh. Allegedly, allegedly. So, again, like, I'm just saying, like, that's how I just know that, you know. And then, you know, I see those crazy videos of, like, Oh, you know, a kid had their head shaved at school. You know what I'm saying? Or, yes. You know, a teacher. You know, I might hit go in there and kill somebody. I'm, I'm, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? That's kind of why too. Like, I, if I, like, sometimes I think I want no kids at all, but then sometimes I'm like, okay, I can have one. Like, but one. then I think it. You know, I think about it. Lord. It sounds like a lot. They would put me under the jail. You know what I'm saying? Like the stuff. Yes. To, like imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or like, or like even when like. A kid get to jump. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Ooh. I would be one of them parents. I'd be in there fighting with the kid, fight, fighting kids from, you know what I'm saying? Because kids are like, crazy. Like, when you, you really think about it, especially and now. And your kid could be crazy. Oh, them kid boys. They'd be stealing cars. What would you I do? Wish. You know I, what I'm saying? What? What, would, what would you do? But some and people really do grow up with really nice suburban lives and then they, and they take wanna, a different path. And it's right. like, why? Mm-hmm. What what are you doing? Why are you why are you Baby, going backwards? I would just have to put in a couple <laughs> prayer requests. For and real, just leave it up to God. Are you you're not going to drive me crazy. What is it when you separate from your child legally? Oh, um, dang, whatever that's called, right. that's what they get. Cause ain't no way, <laughs> ain't no way. Like I, I would love my children. Like if I choose to have children, I would love them till the day I die. But if you want to start acting crazy. Oh, we not, we two different you. people. Yeah, and nothing I can do for you. Facts. I send you a little Christmas card. Facts. You know, a little birthday card. Facts. Maybe a little call on your birthday. Mm-hmm. But hey, baby, go ahead and live your life. Facts. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It ain't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to ask you before this? Okay, so just going back to the changing environments and stuff, and how we are um, aspiring to have more. Is there something that you feel like, like quote unquote, more will give you out of life? What do you mean, like, quote, unquote, more? Like, what is more as in, like, more than what you had or, like, um, from where you are right now to the future? Yeah. So one thing that I definitely underestimated was the power of environments, right? So I feel like it's been a constant theme in my life of, like, changing that environment. It's like you kind of have to adjust and kind of, you know, those changing environments bring new things out of yourself. Yeah. Right. So 
<clears throat> moving from Titusville to Orlando, right, it was very much becoming culturally aware, learning who I was as a person a little bit more, right, just moving back, you know, adjusting to that old environment, and then going off to college, right, I feel like that was the biggest change, mm-hmm. um, you know, like getting in, in, into that new environment and seeing what it really took for me to get to where I wanted to go, right, mm-hmm. so I feel like um, my journey has been what it was because I've been afforded the opportunity of being in those environments, right, so for nice. example, I did go to community college. Um, if you went to if you went to community college, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's it's very much whatever you just mm-hmm. you know getting through the classes, whatever, whatever, right? So once I moved to university, I went to FSU first. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realized like okay, this just cruising through like I did this associate's degree mm-hmm. is not gonna cut it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I need to really find out what it is that I want. Mm-hmm what it is that I can contribute, right, the skills that I have and what my future is going to look like, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like I was kind of blessed. Um, this, this is going to sound crazy, but I was kind of blessed with the COVID-19 pandemic mm-hmm. because it kind of allowed me to really figure out what it was that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. who I, who it was that I am and, you know, what my future looks like. Mm-hmm. I kind of sat down and kind of analyzed, like, right, what I want my career to look like, right? I want to walk into the office every day, right? What does that look like, right? Am I talking with people? Am I making presentations? Am I writing? Am I, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I eventually decided on, right, I want to go into communications. I want to go into PR and marketing, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to switch to FAMU. Mm -hmm. Best decision I could have made, right? So being in that space, like, really allowed me to see what black talent looks like okay Ooh. right it was it was the the best opportunity for me to be in those spaces in those classrooms right with black phds right with with other black students um that you know have great aspirations mm-hmm. um you know getting able to network with them and then also networking with the alumni that came through the school as well mm-hmm. um it just very much showed me that i'm more than a coaster right yeah so i, I decided and like you know it's time for me to sit in the front of the classroom right it's time for me to ask those questions mm-hmm. right it's time for me to really dive into what this material is mm-hmm. what, what this degree is and how can i apply it right mm-hmm. so that was like really me honing in on that environment like mm-hmm. really you know taking advantage and finding those things within myself mm-hmm. to where i need to, to, to succeed in those environments okay. so if like you know <clears throat> again like environments like really bring those things out of you you know like i'm not sure if I would not have gone to FAMU that I would be the student that I am today, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, getting that 3.8, like, like that's I was getting straight A's for a while. Period. You know what I mean? Like, and that was because of that shift that I decided to, you know, take on in that new environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, new environments are super powerful. Mm-hmm. And then especially, like, you know, post-grad moving here, like, being in this big city with so many opportunities, you know, coming your way, I've been able to attend, you know, some great conferences like the Urban League and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. <laughs> so, just getting the chance to kind of network with people, not just people, but black people, Hispanic mm-hmm. people, Asian people, right? Learning those different backgrounds, learning what everyone has to offer, learning how I can, you know, can kind of contribute um, my skill set and how my background is important and how that works within a team, like mm-hmm. within that corporate environment has been a great lesson as well. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like um, people really do underestimate the power of environment. So I I, I'm very much a big proponent of one of, of like, you know, if, if you don't like what's going on, like move, like, you know, get, get up, up and like get up and go to a new city. Facts. If, people if will can. stay stuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, if you can, I realize like money is a big thing, but yeah. you'll be surprised at like, how, I, wanna, I don't want to say how, how little doors money. open. Yeah, how doors open as well, but like you don't need as much as you think you do to just get up and move. The plan doesn't have to be perfect. I will say that the plan does not have to be perfect. It does not. You'll figure it out as you go. One thing that okay, shout out to uh, my friend. I don't know what he like to go by. So I'm not even gonna say your name, but shout out to him because one thing he always says every single time I talk to him is like, um, what is? Oh dang, I just lost it. Uh, He always says like, jump out in the water and you gonna learn how to swim. As for like an analogy of like. Once you get out there, even if you feel like you're lost or you feel like you don't know what you're doing, your like instincts are going to kick in. You're going to make something happen. You're going to figure it out. So I would say that. And oh, also, right. um, 
one thing I really do admire about you, you were in school for so long. And mm. at one point I was like, Ooh, what is going on? But I really right. do admire that. Like you really took your time and figured out what you wanted to do. Mm. Like regardless of anybody else's perception mm-hmm. or feeling like, dang, I need to graduate at this time. I need to be on this timeline. So like you did thing. what you wanted to do. Yeah. So, so that was the thing. Like I really, so kind of like back to the friends friendship thing right Mm -hmm. so like everyone runs our own race right Mm -hmm. so in middle and well in high school i had friends that were graduating with their aas right Mm -hmm. so at this point they already had their masters right Mm -hmm. they're years into their careers right Mm -hmm. but at the same time i have friends that were like on that same school timeline as me you know taking forever and they have they have gotten their bachelor's like you know a year before i had Mm -hmm. but they don't have a you know a job within their field like you know Mm -hmm. they're still figuring out what they want to do so Mm -hmm. it's like it was really examples of me like saying like i don't want either of those you know what i'm saying like i really want to know what i want to do like i really want to enjoy the career that i have i really Mm -hmm. want to use this degree like i want to be interested in the work that i'm doing Mm -hmm. so it was like i kind of had to disregard right like everyone else's success like you know because like again i have friends that have their masters and mm-hmm. they're have you know they're five well no, not five but you know three four years in the, into yeah. their careers and it's like okay you know why i'm not like you know why am i not like them like mm-hmm. you know why i could be doing this or this or that but it's like at the same time like if i would have rushed through mm-hmm. i would have been a lawyer like i did not want to be a lawyer once you know i, I, I found that out like i would have been miserable yeah oh ima- you know what i'm saying yeah. and imagine like i spent <laughs> I pushed myself through that school tooth and nail. You know, mm-hmm. I, maybe I wouldn't even made it. Maybe I wouldn't even, you know, pass the bar exam. Mm-hmm. I would have spent all that money on law school, mm-hmm. all that time and stress for a career that I hated. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like really figuring out what you need to do just benefits yourself, right? Thanks. So it's just like part of that consistency because I could have easily gave up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I spent six years trying to get my bachelor's. Damn. Six years <laughs> on a bachelor's. That's that doozy. Hell, I changed my degree because I said I got to get the out of here. Right, right, right. But it's important to thing. know when to pivot. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. really good. And I'm telling you, like, I pivoted from eastern florida ucf fsu to famu and with that i was um an associates business economics economics poli sci po- mm-hmm. um, p- political science mm-hmm. and then public relations okay. so it was it was very much i just kept kept that's, that's <laughs> like, really what you have to yeah. do that like i feel i know like as he said some people try to push through in something regardless of if it's school like relationships environments whatever you just keep trying to push through because you think it'll get to a point where you're like okay i'm just gonna have I'm to gonna accept this a- you don't you don't have to though you always have the chance to change like just give up no for real <laughs> I, wait i know that's not popular <laughs> but sometimes no, please. please give up and do something else please. listen 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 i failed college algebra three times damn I never passed it. What happened? (laughs) I never passed it. But you know what that made me do? It made me pivot from trying to be a marketing major, Uh which I would have hated, by the way, Uh because I hate math and I hate data and science and focusing on products. And it pushed me to go into PR, right? Focus on people, relationships, advocacy, right? Communications. Mm storytelling mm-hmm. and i'm much i feel like i would have been i'm much more fulfilled in this than i would have been in marketing you know what i mean that's good that you know that so it's like you just really give up like not no, but not real. give up as in stop the journey but give yeah. up as in find a different route Facts. right if that road is bumpy as hell it's bumpy as hell for a reason <laughs> like, well okay so i <laughs> i did an episode about this too so sometimes it's bumpy like to like distract you from the path that you're on, but you gotta know how you feel no, internally. Yeah. I'm, but I'm saying, be determined. No facts. Be determined. Facts. But if you just keep hitting, like, dang, this don't feel right. Like, and you keep getting the wind knocked out of you. What's going on? Like, maybe it's something different you need to be doing. Facts. Right. Like, really, really. Again, like, again, I was blessed to where the world kind of stopped during during the COVID pandemic to where I could figure out what I wanted to do, right, mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And I feel like at the same time, it was also divine timing because, like, that same year, Boomerang came on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? You, mm-hmm. you, do you remember that movie, Boomerang? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there, you know, trying to, just really trying to decide between, like, marketing. Like, should I take college algebra, extra time, start really getting this bitch? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what, what do I need to do? Like, mm-hmm. do I just need to go the comms route? 
And then, you know, I'm just sitting in the house bored. I throw on Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, it fellas Eddie Murphy. He's a, he's an exact and he's an exec in a company. Mm-hmm. They're working on an ad service or whatever. And it's just really cool because, you know, you can kind of follow what his life looks like in that way of like coming up with those creative ideas, coming up with the campaign, like, you know, working with the creatives, working mm-hmm. with the celebrities and really kind of figuring out what that looks like, you know, how can he connect with those people? How can they, you know, like really sell this product? And yes, it is a little bit more for um, marketing focus, but mm-hmm. I realize there's like that storytelling aspect about it, like, you know, and what that consists of. So mm-hmm. I just found that PR was the route that I needed to take. Okay. It was, you know, just that simple. It was like from watching Boomerang. Signs really do. Well, I don't want to say signs because my friends been getting on me no, about that. But like life, life happens. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like yeah. life because like, you know, it's it's not, you know, a, a one off miracle. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like people talk about like, you know, random things that happen in their life all the time. That yeah. pivoted them into a whole different thing. Facts. You know what I mean? So it's Facts. it's it's just I feel like it's part of the human experience. You I know, agree. You, you kind of yeah. come across those little those tiny little things that yeah. set you on a different path. Those little nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like don't be resistant to don't be resistant to change or pivoting. Right. Like when your body is like telling you when you feeling like, OK, I need to change from this. And when you sat down with yourself and you're just like, this ain't it. I don't I, I don't actually want to do this. I feel like I've talked to so many people who have degrees and things that they never Did wanted to do. Want. <laughs> or like have jobs that they don't want to be in. Please stop that cycle. That's you all. Want to work hate in your life. Fact. That's so, like mm. I feel like uh, Americans have normalized that, and it's and they like have. it don't gotta be like that. And they have. God forbid. That's why I quit and I'm out here. <laughs> anyways, on to the next question. Um, was there something that happened when you were younger that made you think I have to get out of here? Like one concrete thing that like immediately told you, okay, this is not where I want to be. No, it was just a continuous bunch of things. Wow. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Can you think you of like what, I mean? what the first thing was? Mm, I don't know. Well, yeah, the first thing. Well, the first thing I remember is just being like, dang, like there's no restaurants we can really eat at. You know what I'm saying? That's valid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's fair. Like, if, if you know, um, Titusville, Florida, you probably don't, which is the number one sign. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a lot of food options. Like we don't, we did not have a Chipotle, we didn't have a Chick Fil A. Like all we had, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and as a kid, I loved Checkers fries. Really, I love me some Checkers fries. They do be good. You know what I'm saying? They got so, Checkers out here. Yeah. I'll be eating that shit up. Period. Eating that shit up. Period. But I mean, like, now they have, like, like, you know, like, the frozen one that you can air fry or whatever. So it's, okay. you know, it's okay. way different. But, like, as a kid, I remember, you know, like, going to Orlando to see, like, Auntie Jardine and all them, or like, Sheena Porsche, whatever, whatever, and be like, oh, my gosh, can we please stop my checkers? Can we please, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. I would beg them to stop my checkers because I love me some fucking checkers fries. Period. And it's, it was, you know, it was just that simple thing. Like, obviously, I'm a tourist, so I love me some food. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that was, like, the first thing that I remember, right? But then at the same time, it was like, um, just growing up, it was like, dang, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. There's no malls. Like, mm-hmm. we have to drive to Merritt Island for that little shitty-ass mall that they had or go all the way to Orlando, drive an hour to the Florida mall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, was just, it was just, you know, thing on top of thing. And then getting into middle school, right, mm-hmm. there was nothing to do. Like, you know, we, what, like, what could we do? Just, like, what, go to the beach? Facts. Go to that same bowling alley every single weekend, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, or when, when we when we were in Orlando, it's like you know we had so much more to do. So it's like this thing on top of thing, and then again, just that basic white versus black mentality. Well, not yeah. white versus black, but only white and only mm-hmm. black. Not diverse at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like lame like no cultural diversity no diverse perspectives very small mindsets you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it was just ghetto well Mm -hmm. not ghetto trashy i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm, i tend to use oh i i I tend to overuse ghetto Mm -hmm. i have to replace that with trashy because it's it's not ghetto it's just trashy Mm -hmm. right and then just being a teenager with my own car right having to drive 30 minutes to do something right whether we were going out, hanging out, whether we were going to the mall, going to going to Cheddar's. I remember we used to, we did, we, did, we didn't have a Chili's in Titusville. We didn't have a damn like we didn't have nothing. Nothing, like, yeah. <laughs> we had we had a Waffle House. We had a Village Inn. 
That's it. That's it. Like, oh, we had a we had a Dogs R Us, which was like a wings place. Oh, we, I love had, Dogs R Us. Yeah, but they only accepted cash. You can't have no cards. Oh, crazy. see, I ain't never paid. So you know I don't know. And then uh, we had uh, what is it? Beef or Beef or Brady's? Yeah, Beef or Brady's. That's that's another wing place. Okay, I don't know. But that's it. You know what I'm saying? We ain't have no chilies. We ain't have no TGI Fridays. We didn't have a Cheddar's. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no Red Lobster. We didn't have no Olive Garden. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. had to drive 30, 45 minutes to get to those places. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, I just want you to think. Well, I just want you regular people out there to think about, right? Like, how many high school memories you have being with your friends at those, you know, specific places, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, like, it was just that thing of, like, damn, we don't got shit here. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't even hang out at the mall. The mall mm-hmm. is 30, 40 minutes away. Mm. So it was just that on top of that on top of that, right? So it was just, like. And then, and then again, like, right, you know, like seeing that no one really made anything with their lives in Titusville, you know, yeah. like, like getting into high school, like, dang, like this boy was a senior when I was a freshman mm-hmm. and he's at this high school party right now. Mm-hmm. Like, sir, you're 25. Yeah, it's time We're to 18. Go. What's it's going on? Go. You know what I mean? Like, so it was just thing on top of thing on top of thing, you know, so yeah. it was just, I got to get out of here, Facts. you know? Yeah, I, I hate it. it here. You know. No, for real. Being that young and not even be able to go to the mall. Like, that was like every, like, middle schooler's hangout spot. The mall. Come on now. I couldn't imagine not being able to get up and go, dang. I'm telling you. Ooh. <laughs> Just, like, thinking back. Because, you know, at a certain age, going outside wasn't really a thing anymore. So you had to go somewhere. That's crazy. Um, What are some things that you want to give yourself? Ooh, everything. Period. Everything. Let's get a little specific. <clears throat> so Give I will tell two. you. No, I will tell you. Yeah, my first memory, right? Okay. My first, because it, it it involves y'all, right? Okay. I remember we were. I was so little. Uh-huh. Do you remember when y'all still lived in Orlando? And no. Your mom, no. Okay. So y'all. So we. So y'all still lived in Orlando, okay. right? And I was like hanging out with y'all spending the summer, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was my first time in a Lexus. I remember. I remember your mom's car, cause what Auntie Lisa had them Lexuses, boy. She she loved she herself a Lexus. Oh, <laughs> she had to have the luxury car. Well, my mom is a very like luxurious type of woman. And so she that's just who she is. I don't know. But go ahead with y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was his first time in the Lexus, y'all. Yes. No, I specifically remember this because it was like, dang, I thought only old people had nice cars. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I was just like, because you know when you're a kid, you just don't know anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, oh, wow, this is nice. Like, you know, I'm sitting in the seats, you know, going uh-huh. like this. Period. You know Period. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with my cousins. Like, you know, like I, I see, you know, every, you know, once a summer, you know what I'm saying? So it's a good time. Like, you uh-huh. know, like, it's those like you know little summer summer memories yeah and it's like oh wow like you know like y'all have multiple boxes of cereal you know what i'm saying like it was a fun time and again because like you know like auntie lisa she's a very luxurious type of person you know what i'm saying you can say like she she's she is the bougie auntie but she has kids you know what i'm saying so it's like it was just like a very different very different space for me it was like dang that's the same thing. I uh, know you can do this. You know what I mean? Michaela, Michaela, when we went out there, she said something that we went to go eat. Um, or was it Portia? It was somebody, but apparently we were all together and my mom was ordering food for us at some drive through somewhere. And she kept asking what else we wanted. Because, you know, normally, like, sometimes all people really can afford is, like, a burger and, like, maybe Off some the water. Menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, she just kept saying, like, my mom just kept saying, okay, what else would you want? What else do you want? And I'm like, that's such, like... I guess my yeah. mom was so bougie that felt like normal, <laughs> normal for us. To, right, That's probably what my right. taste is the way it is. <laughs> Husband, I hope you got some big, <laughs> some big what? bills. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, no, like it's just like the little things, mm-hmm. right? That you realize is more so what you want out of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I kind of like, you know, want for myself as in, like, I want to be able to like, just do whatever like yeah i specifically remember in high school right mm-hmm. this is really random kind of crazy but we, me and my friend were at this like spiritual store mm-hmm. and um there was these two unique really cool statues that i really loved mm-hmm. right um and the man was like which one do you want you know there, there's like there was like a male one and a female one mm-hmm. and i was sitting there trying to decide like which one do i want which one do i want you know and then he was like you know kind of telling me like what they represent whatever whatever so then when i got home I was like, dang, why didn't I get both? Mm-hmm. 
Why did I choose? Mm-hmm. I could have got both. Mm-hmm. They were only like $20 a piece. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I kind of keep that statue as a reminder of like, I don't have to choose. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. <laughs> like Facts. For, for something, for something that simple, <clears throat> you know, you know what I mean? Like, why do I have to choose? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now, like in my everyday practices, it's like, okay, I can have oatmeal. I can mm-hmm. also have a bagel. Mm-hmm. I can also go get a smoothie. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, why not? You know, like why not like i work hard you know Facts. what i'm saying like I, I, i'm like i should be able to have what you want right it doesn't what have I to want. But i think a lot of people even um even people who really didn't grow up like who grew up pretty well off who are well off financially even still to this day have a like or mentality like mm-hmm. it's never and i can have this it's i can either get this or mm-hmm. that it's right. like you don't really have to live that way I think we are very blessed for right. where we are in this lifetime right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was something that I kind of had to like grow out of as well. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, growing up, like, like I kind of mentioned before, we were kind of very frugal, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like my mom was very, was very frugal. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, when we would go shopping, like we would kind of have like this budget or this rule, right? Like mm-hmm. we couldn't get a shirt that's over like $15 or like pants that are over 20, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, now I'm 24 years old trying to like go with that same mentality. Like, mm-hmm. okay, be fucking for real. What you going to Where get? am I right? <laughs> I used to be like that too. Cause that's kind of, I think how that's kind of how we grew $15. up too though. Yeah. You and know so what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Break that like, what quality you can get with that? It ain't going to, it's going to shrink in a dryer. Come on now. It's going to be Come some on. sheen special. No, for real. For real. I had to, I like, had to you, like you get real with myself. You can't just shop off the clearance rack you yes. know, like every time like and like at the same time it's like you kind of ha- have to understand that perspective like okay we were kids mm-hmm. like we were growing out of that stuff you yeah. know what i'm saying so i can kind of understand that but at the same time like baby we're grown yeah we'll have this shit for 10 years facts. you know what i'm saying like you can spend 50 dollars on a shirt facts you can maybe even spend 100 if you want to facts. make sure it's some good quality though like yeah. don't, don't go don't go being stupid but you know, I like agree. obviously, like you know, we can we can spend money on clothes that we're gonna have forever, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of growing out of, mm-hmm. and like kind of providing for myself in that way. You mm-hmm. know, like obviously I'm early career, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like I can buy a fifty dollars shirt right mm-hmm. once every six months, or maybe even more than that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like it's kind of not being so cheap. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I think that's true, especially for I mean I know other races' experiences, but especially for like black children, mm-hmm. like and so like treat yourself. It's okay. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> you're not gonna die. <laughs> You'll be okay. Lord, I just I I wish more for our people. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like to see in mm-hmm. this life. Like growing out of that kind of I don't want to say poverty mindset but like mm-hmm. very no I'm saying he's trying to be politically correct <laughs> <laughs> no tell the people what you said we gonna break it down real quick because so, yeah it was tell so funny right going back to our cousin Sheena she just got this new house in Atlanta beautiful house new built just put in the pool everything right so she's hosting Christmas right and um someone mentions wow your water gets really your hot <laughs> water gets really hot really fast <laughs> and I chime in <laughs> I think it's a poverty mindset for you to assume that you turn on the water, you turn on the hot water all the way, and you assume that it's going to take forever to heat up. This is a brand new house. Why would it take forever for the hot water to heat up? That is a poverty mindset. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. truly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, that's saying that you walk into a house and assume that the, what, that it's a standard old water heater from the 90s. Mm-hmm. We're, in the, we're, in the, we're in the year of our Lord, 2023, right? We have mm-hmm. tankless water heaters that are about this big, that instantly heat up water Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like for you to go into a brand new house and expect that water to take a while to heat up Mm -hmm. that is a poverty mindset right that is something that we do have to grow out of Mm -hmm. that we can have nice things right like that things can function properly like Mm -hmm. right like we're we're not in that same space that we were in the 90s i wouldn't use poverty mindset but i understand it like fully what that word you know what i mean like Um, well that obviously you know words have different well not words depend on the meaning that you give them and that's yeah. the meaning that i was giving yeah. it to it right so I, I you know you could definitely say it, it's it's not a poverty but you know it's a different type of mindset no, i'm not saying that it's like not a, i just i don't yeah. really use buds that, words like that, that but yeah, it that probably is what it is the, you know that, that just not be that may just not be the best use of the word mm-hmm. but obviously that is true you know, like when we walk saying. into spaces to stop assuming that you're going to be in like a position of lack mm-hmm. it's okay to go into a space and lack mindset more. maybe maybe yeah. maybe, maybe that's a better that word. yeah maybe that's a better yeah word. we we can even go into that as far as like money as far as mm-hmm. us moving into the corporate space mm-hmm. like we're moving into the corporate space at rapid rates right now mm-hmm. so like it's okay to go in that room and talk like you the shit yeah 
half the time we be the shit. Mm-hmm. So I it's okay. And that's the one thing that I really realized with the opportunities that I've been presented, mm-hmm. right? Is that imposter syndrome should not exist, Ooh. right? Like you have to remember, like out of all the people that apply to that job mm-hmm. or you know apply to that promotion or you know mm-hmm. apply to that school, like you got in. Facts. Like whether it was a mistake or not, you're in there. Facts. Right? Like, so why not just assume that you know what you're talking about or just assume that you're here to learn instead of, like, you know, negatively talking to yourself or, oh, they're going to figure me out or whatever, whatever. Like, you're obviously in that space for a reason. I agree. Walk like it. You know what I mean? Every space you enter, walk like you belong there. With your chest out, with your head up. You have to. Come on now. Confidence high. Ooh. <laughs> uh... Do you think you are losing anything by moving into a different environment? Oh, not at all. Ooh. <laughs> not at all. Nothing, what, y'all. What nothing. What do you mean? Nothing. Because, like, what be would like, I even lose? You could be, like, a tradition or, like. No. Excuse <laughs> 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 me. <laughs> because, I mean, like, that's what I feel like we really have to wrap our heads around, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're in the year of our Lord, 2023, mm-hmm. right? We have FaceTime. We have Facts. flights. We have cars. Mm-hmm. We have trains. You know what I mean? Like, nothing is stopping you from visiting your family. Nothing is yeah. stopping you from, you know, having a phone call. Nothing is even stopping you from sending a letter. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we losing, right? We can still meet up for Christmas. We can still meet up for the holidays. We can still mm-hmm. meet up for birthdays. We can Facts. still attend. You know what I'm saying? And we're fortunate enough to be able to even do that. Right, Like, right. we just go and get a... I know a lot of people don't have that luxury of just mm-hmm. being able to go get a flight and just go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, we just went on a family trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like... We are blessed. Rented out a hotel and everything. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) we are really blessed. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like you kind of have to know what your priorities are. You know what I'm saying? Like in that way, like, okay, if I realize that I may not have that financial capabilities to take a flight, right? Mm -hmm. You may not have to move across the country, but you can move to, you know, the nearest big city or, you know, kind of, you know, do whatever is in your means, right? But mm-hmm. I, I genuinely do not feel like you're losing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, you may miss those weekend, you know, hangouts, but at the same time, it just kind of forces you to be more intentional with the with the time that you do have. I agree. That's good. That's just I, that, that just I look made at me it. think of um, even if you are trying to pivot, sometimes when you do have really big dreams that are out of your means. So like a lot of people have the dream of like going to New York, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't have New York money. Yeah. So like find a place that is near you or maybe the state next to you that kind of resembles then, what you want. Right. And then at the same time, you can also just work your way up there. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you, New York is what? Number two for the most expensive city in the world. So Something maybe going you up. Can't, yeah. You cannot like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe try. You know, living in Jersey. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Be you know an hour away. Maybe mm-hmm. try living in DC. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you know take a little train ride or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can kind of make your way towards those goals. Or can, you know, maybe say if you're from if you're from you know a little country state and in Georgia, say you know do Atlanta, right? Then you can upgrade DC and then maybe upgrade you know to New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can do a little, I like agree. You can, you do a little upgrade. You can do it in uh what is steps it? Or, yeah, you steps. Know what I'm saying so it's like just have to find what works for you right and i feel like that's the most important thing is like finding that journey finding that path and being really determined but also moving with um moving with life right yeah i feel like i feel like my favorite analogy is like you have to think of yourself as a tree right Mm -hmm. like you know you have your roots right you have your roots but you know you also have your trunk right but you can't be super stern and you know, be super unmovable. You have to go with the wind, like, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Because when them storms come, baby, it's going to snap your ass in half, right? But then at the same time, you have your branches and your leaves, and, you know, you go through your, go through those seasons, seasons of change. You may lose a limb, but you're going to grow it back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you just have to be flexible and move with that journey. I agree. Very well said. You know? So the last question. Everyone, we're on our last question. <laughs> Being that you are on a journey, what advice would you give anyone just beginning to change environments? Be open to the change, right? And then be open to how that change is going to change you. Ooh, I feel like so that's good. the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because people, well, oh, my grandma told me, mm-hmm. right? What grandma? Grandma Melissa, my grandma Melissa. Oh, uh, we don't got the same grandma, yeah, y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. She told me, there's no use of going to a new city if you're still going to be the same person. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't move to a new city being that same person and bringing in those old habits and those old, you know, forms of whatever you were going through. That just made me think because I just turned down a job and you just like, I literally was just talking to my mom about it. I get in a space where I'm like, okay, I have to take this because I feel like, what I'm going to do if I don't? <laughs> but this is the first time in my life I ever just said, no, I think I'm better, th- not better, but I think I deserve more than this, so mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And that just made me like, I would have been doing the same thing that I just moved from. Mm-hmm. Why would I come all the way out here to do that again? Exactly. That you just know like what I mean? solidified. <laughs> Okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? So it's like, you just can't expect to move to a new city and be like, okay, my whole life is going to change just because I'm mm-hmm. in this new city, mm-hmm. right? You need to actively put in that work of being that person that you want to be. Facts. Like, you know, talking to your higher self, like figuring out what it is that you actually want, mm-hmm. figuring it, figure out what, the, what, what that is where, you know, what requires you to get there, what, what skills, what mm-hmm. mindset, what perspective, what mm-hmm. network, what, what friendships, you know, like what what um saying yes or saying no means you know mm-hmm. just like you said like it just you have to really be open to what that journey is mm-hmm. this is gonna be really corny but you know you have to think of that hannah montana song it's the climb no you know for I'm real saying? though like, it's it's really the climb yes you may not know where you're going but mm-hmm. you'll find out when you well, you know then listen to them lyrics listen to them lyrics no, for real. disney channel was spitting with them i'm telling disney you like, used to go crazy what it's I miss for it. real like you know what i'm saying like those like they i feel like they really instilled those lessons in us for, they for definitely did you know what i'm saying yes. it, it truly is about the climb like mm-hmm. you have to be committed to the journey mm-hmm. to dedication like you saw i i took six years to get a bachelor's mm-hmm. baby I went through, went to four different schools mm-hmm. what four or five different majors like mm-hmm. it just really you would really have to be open to that change and yeah. how that change will affect you right mm-hmm. You may not be that same person you were five years ago, and mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You may lose some friendships. You may, you know, Facts. change some friendships. You may, Sometimes you know, what you have to lose some mm-hmm. friendships. Mm-hmm. Some friendships will keep you bound to an old version of yourself, and mm-hmm. it's okay to let them go. Be a new person, and it's and it's okay to accept that new person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you just really have to be open. Just be open. Be mm-hmm. open. Be open. Mm-hmm. Be open. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And be be committed to who it is that you are mm-hmm. and be unwavering in who you are mm-hmm. but kind of go with the journey right mm-hmm. like kind of you have to be stern in who you are as a person mm-hmm. but, flexible but not right like, in your, yeah in your journey and where you're moving i agree i would that say that's my biggest very advice. well said right. that was Thank a you. lovely way to end the podcast i love that <laughs> wow i actually love this episode it's kind of rare I finish an episode and I'm like, oh, I actually enjoyed that. <laughs> but that sounds so bad. But that's how I'm feeling today. But, y'all, this was... LeBaron Fields. And uh, this was what we created. And I thank y'all for tuning in, as always. And keep liking um, all our videos on Instagram. It really does help with engagement. Follow us on TikTok at JK What We Created. Instagram at JK What We Created. YouTube at JK What We Created. Is that it? Also, we do have a Twitter, but it's currently not being used because I don't think there's a point right now. I don't know. I don't know. There's big changes coming. But, yes, go follow. Please go follow, like, share. And I will see y'all next time.